0: Michelle's husband and her bought a manufactured home on about an acre of land, and they lived there for about a decade. Well, the last two years of that decade, her kids got sick, her husband was diagnosed with a myriad of problems, health problems, uh, and and her herself, she developed mono, pneumonia, and some bladder problems. Well, it wasn't until they decided to, to build another house and move out of there that they discovered a five foot by five foot area inside their kitchen wall that was covered with black mold. So they moved into their new home and a couple years after they moved in, she started getting sick again. Vertigo, joint problems, back and hip problems, eight UTIs in one year. Her feet swelled up, she couldn't wear her shoes anymore, she had less energy, kids got sick again, husband developed asthma, kids getting migraines, lots of problems. They went to doctors all the time to try to figure out what was going on. Well, they didn't have any money because they used it up for their medical expenses, but they realized that their new build had black mold as well, confirmed by three independent inspectors. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, I've got migraines, I've got sickness, My joints hurt, I have swelling, I must have black mold. Is it really a reason to panic? Welcome to the show. Today, we're gonna talk about this topic and we're gonna have fun with it. Welcome to Reason to Panic, the only podcast for the worried mind. We give you a new uncomfortable reason to panic each week so that you are never without a reason panic. I'm joined today by the world's greatest co-hosts voted by Every possible voting apparatus and company in the in the world. Randall Floyd and Tyler Mason. Randall, how you doing, man?
1: I'm grateful I don't have a UTI.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you are. Tyler, what about you? Are you grateful you don't
2: have one or do you have one? I mean, no, it, no, no, no. I am. Don't I disclose am. too much here. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, I am a clean bill of health. Uh, no issues with the plumbing. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Well, thanks
0: guys for, uh, thanks for, for hopping on. Um, you know, we, and thanks uh, to our listeners for, for joining us again this week. Guys, let's talk about black mold. Um, this is interesting. I'm 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 in a home I'm, as I speak. I'm sitting in a home I've owned since 2009 and the two of you in 2020 have closed on on properties that are new to you. So this is sort of something that's relevant particularly for the two of you and from the complacent side could be relevant for me as well. So have you guys had any experiences with black mold? I've had several run-ins with black mold, personally. Run-ins make, bl- when you say run-ins with black mold, it makes it sound like a villain of some kind, which I think is interesting.
2: A villain would be a good way to describe it. Um, so actually the, the two of the three houses, yeah, two of the three houses I was in, in California, um had mold issues. One of them, we actually ended up having to move out of that house. And, uh, it was, uh, you know, it it wasn't the most enjoyable experience dealing with it. So, um, but yeah. Right. People aren't excited necessarily when they
0: see or learn that they have black mold.
2: No. And the thing that's interesting from, from my perspective, right. So, um, full disclaimer here, my, my, uh, experience with black mold is not universal nor, um, is it something to base your, your own personal stuff on. But, um, the first house we got, we got black mold in, uh, it came from something seeming, seemingly fairly innocuous. Um, there was one tile on the, the roof, the roof tiles that wasn't in place, it slipped, which, which happens with, uh, with tiled roofs. And so our neighbors one day, they said to us, you know, that tile's out of place. So I had to walk way back across the street to be able to see all the way up to the, the pitch of my two story roof. Um, and sure enough, a single tile had slipped all the way out of, of its spot It's down about two rows from where it should have been. So we were renting that house. I called the, uh, property management company and let them know, um, for months, you know, every once in a while, hey, have you guys sent somebody out to fix that tile and they hadn't for months? For, for months, I mean, I, I told tile. them about it. One tile, right? But it seems like it's not that big of a deal. Ah, it's one tile, no big deal. We'll get to it when we get to it, right? It just wasn't high on their priority list. And we got this torrential rainstorm uh, that came in, and my boys came downstairs. It was it was uh, late one night, it was like 9.30, 9.45. Uh, my wife and I are watching a movie or whatever and they come downstairs and they're like, hey, we've got a leak in our room. And I was like, okay, guys, just go back to bed. And they're like, no, 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 dad, we, we have a like a, a leak. It's like flooding. I was like, what are you talking about? And I thought they were just being over dramatic. I went upstairs and the header of the door to their room quite literally had a uh, waterfall. Uh, like a ton of water coming out of it. Um, so, you know, again, I called the the property owner. Hey, we've, we've had this issue and they didn't do anything about it. And so my boys, I don't know why, but they didn't like to sleep on their beds. They like to put their blankets all on the floor and sleep on the floor.
0: I just, let me interrupt real quick. I, I I'm, I'm certain that the attorney in Randall is going crazy right now.
2: Yeah, I'm itching a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, Tyler, please
2: continue on. Your boys, okay, so it now? So the boys, they like to put their blankets on the floor and then sleep on the floor, right? Uh, and it was like, hey, that's cute. That's fine. They were they're, they're little, no big deal. Um, and they did have beds, you know, so for any any CPS out there, my, my boys did have beds. They just didn't like <laughs> to use them. And so they sleep on the floor. Well, you know, after uh, this storm, a few weeks went by. And all of a sudden, my oldest son started complaining of headaches. And then they started throwing up. And it was when they'd wake up in the morning. They'd wake up, oh, I woke up with a headache. And then, and so, you know, but after we'd finally, you know, get them breakfast and get them outside, after about 45 minutes to an hour of being outside, they suddenly were fine. So we, we finally identified that it, it has something to do with when they wake up in the morning. So we went through all the stuff. Are they, are they not sleeping? Is it... Uh, you know, any potential factor from where they are or what they're doing it at, at night. And it finally, uh, it finally dawned on us that it could be mold. So we had a friend who friend of a friend, right. Who he owned a mold remediation company. He came out and tested it and the carpet was full of mold right where they slept. They were sleeping on top of all these mold spores. Mm. Um, and then, we popped up into the attic and it was all up there. So, um, and then there's a whole other side of the story where we got to deal with the, the, uh, the property management company that just did an awful job. If you want to make a lot of money, be a property manager in California. Cause you don't do anything, but you collect a check <laughs> every month. Yikes. Um, anyway, so, this, so there's a whole other story in that, but we ended up moving out of that house. We told him, we we're like, we cannot live here. There was some legal action that was involved in it. We got out, got our deposit back, um, should have gotten a lot more. But we we're just happy to finally be done with it. But, but we did, we noticed a stark contrast. Once they got fresh air outside versus sleeping on that musty moldy carpet, it was night and day difference between uh, how they felt. So anyway, I mean, it's, it's not a, it's not a, a, a false thing. Um, but uh, I think Eli, we're going to get into a segment a little bit about the mold remediation and maybe how that's a bit of snake oil, Uh mm on this anyway, but, uh, you know, it, there, there's foreshadowing there. Yeah. So the, there's definitely some, uh, some legitimate legitimacy to it, but anyway, that was, that was kind of our experience with the the first house with, with mold. That's wild, Tyler. Thanks for sharing that. Randall, have you had any
0: personal experience with this stuff?
1: Um, only a couple times and mostly it was just little bits that I removed and cleaned up, uh, but nothing, nothing traumatic or sickening.
0: Yeah, that's, that's sort of been my experience as well. Um, you know, but it, when you read about these stories, it's easy to think about all of the, the the times where, you know, either you or a member of your family has gone through maybe an extended period of of health issues. Uh, perhaps they're, those issues are related, perhaps they're not, but it does make you wonder. I mean, when, when you're, when you're reading about black mold and and horror stories and things like what Tyler was experiencing, experiencing in this Christine woman from the story I shared earlier. Um, you know, it, it does make you wonder, Hey, was that, was that a mold thing? Like, I wonder if there was mold and I didn't see it or I didn't check for it. Um, so there, there is this element of, um, of worry, you know, it's, it's, it's like, do I have it in my living space? So I can understand how people listening, uh, to this episode, would certainly be wondering now, um, oh, did I have I checked my attic or, or have I checked my basement? So I, I can definitely see that being a thought process right now for a lot of our listeners. And it, it means it, it is for me, and, and, and we're here talking about it. So,
1: well, mold, mold's been a problem for years. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, the children of Israel actually have. Part of the law of Moses has as as dealing with black mold prevention actually written into it.
0: It's somewhere um, in the back of Leviticus, right? <laughs> it is It's in Leviticus <laughs> chapter thirteen.
1: Actually, it's it's funny because what they what they prescribed the so the 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 priests were actually they were priests and they were mold extinguishers. Like they, that, that was the first they were like one of the first recorded re- mold remediators on wow. the books. So
2: is that where uh, exorcism comes from? Is that like the precursor? M- Dutch no, case. they
1: actually. What they did—that's funny. What they did is they, they, still, do it, they still do it today. The it's still the best way to get rid
0: of you. mold. <laughs> oh so man! So no, what, what, what's the best? What, what's the best way to get rid of mold now? Hire maybe maybe hire a rabbi. Is that what you're suggesting?
1: Well, you have to call in the local priest. And what the priest does is they come in and they they inspect the mold and then if it's it was if the mold colony was big enough to be judged as dangerous the residents were sent elsewhere so that remediation could be taken and then after they cleaned it after 7 days of evidence of the mold returned the infested areas were torn out removed from the site and sent to an unclean place outside the city and then the dwelling was rebuilt with clean materials. so it's all honestly it's not all that different from from what they do no, today like it's, it's almost really exactly not. the same
2: yeah but see, then on the flip side of that, if they come and the mold isn't toxic, they pull out some wine, they pull out some crackers, and they turn it into uh, some sort of a party, right?
1: It is. It's it's a it's a bar mitzvah. <laughs> they'll,
0: they'll, find, they'll find some uh, yeah, some thirteen year old and uh, celebrate their birthday. Yeah.
1: You look old enough. You're not. Never mind. I won't go there. <laughs>
0: Oh man. So uh, Tyler kind of alluded to it earlier, Randall, but um, when we were preparing for this episode, you had shared with us um, a video and I had watched, I watched the video um, and I was, I was admittedly surprised by some of the things that I, that I saw, Um, mainly being how often on a daily basis we are exposed to mold spores. Mm Mm-hmm. So what, what in your opinion <clears throat> in your opinion what 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 do we get wrong about all of this?
1: Well <laughs> It's a lot easier to deal with. It's actually one of the easiest things to deal with in a house comparative to like if you have a moldy, not moldy, if you have like a, a rotting porch or something that needs to be replaced mm-hmm. or you have like... Um, or
0: a single roof tile that you call out immediately yeah. and then nothing happens.
1: <laughs> Honestly, it's so easy to deal with. It's just that because it's black mold and it has a bad rap, people are just afraid of it and they don't want to deal with it. But a little coat of bleach and, you know... Kind of, caulking off the the bad areas. It takes care of it really quickly. But then you, when, the problem is when you let it sit.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, this video that you shared, uh, b- the guy got, went through you know a whole slew of um, of reasons why mold can grow in your home, and then he ultimately said, here's the way you can control it. It's at the end of the day, it's all about controlling moisture because you can't you can't control the nutrients and the environment you really can't. Uh, I mean dust alone is enough has enough nutrients for mold to grow. <clears throat> and, and there was one other factor I can't recall that he said that you can't really control, but the the moisture side you can. So maybe one of the solutions is if, if you know you have a damp area in your house like a basement or an attic, especially if you live in in a, in a humid climate, you know, I guess it's you know consider consider getting a dehumidifier and putting it up there. At the very least, consider getting a a dehumidifier that's just a plug-in unit. But there are all kinds of dehumidifiers you can buy, including, um, you know, system-wide dehumidifiers that uh, do pretty much all the work for you. And those are obviously a little bit more expensive. Um, But, you know, I think if someone is listening to this and just a little bit freaked out right now, um, why don't you just buy a dehumidifier and start there, and see if you feel, see if you even feel better, um, just knowing that that you're getting some moisture out of a, a, a particular area.
2: Well, and the thing that uh, you have, uh, let me let me try that all again. Um, when we moved into the RV, right? Everybody talks about mold in the in the RVs because it's really really hard to control the climate. In an RV, um, it's not insulated the same way as a house, so it gets hotter, it gets colder, uh, it gets more moist than uh, you know a, a regular, as we call, sticks and bricks house, right? So, um, everybody kept saying you need to get a dehumidifier uh, just to keep your your humidity down, and so we finally did. We got a plug-in dehumidifier. Actually, we borrowed Randall. We borrowed yours before mm-hmm. we got one. Remember this? So we've got a a Berkey water filter and it's, it's the big one. It's, (laughs) it's, uh, seven gallons and, um, it doesn't seem like that much until somebody knocks it over in 290 square feet and suddenly your whole place is flooded. (laughs) Uh, So, um, so I called Randall who happened to be down uh, the way from us when we're in, uh, uh, Oregon can have already dehumidifier. So I bring it up and, and plug it in. It's amazing. Like you've talked about the humidity, right? I grew up in Texas. 90% humidity, that was a normal day. No big deal. But you put that into perspective as you're pulling the actual moisture out of the air and you see that canister fill up. Yeah. It, it's it's kind of shocking the first time you see just what humidity looks like when you're emptying emptying a dehumidifier. So that goes a long long way for uh, for protecting you from or sure. helping you control the, the moisture content in your air.
0: When we moved into our RV during our stretch of full timing, um, we quickly learned that that moisture was really tough to manage. Um, so it, I think I think it, it depends on what climate you're in, uh, uh, you know, for sure. But um, there are certainly things that that can be done to to help mitigate against this type of this type of thing. Now you can't do everything and you're going to you know like the guy said you're you're going to be inhaling mold spores no matter what that's just part of life you're not going to be able to avoid them but i i think i think just having a little bit of um uh, just proactivity and checking to make sure that you're good to go that your house is good to go goes a long long way Long, long way. Um, In this video that Randall shared with us as well, it did talk about and it briefly touched on um, the industry of mold remediation and how Hollywood has played the biggest part in the snake oil side of mold remediation. Um, Who was the Star Search guy? Uh, Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon. Yeah. um, He, so he like very publicly uh, came out against. Uh, and had this, this this expose, so to speak, of black mold. And he blamed his illness on black mold, and he blamed the death of his very old dog on black mold. Um, and that – like a- after that, they can go back now and see that the spike in new mold remediation companies and um, contractors – just went through the roof and a lot of these people were not trained they just were riding the coattails of this new fad of oh my gosh what is black mold how do I get it out of my house um, so it sadly like other industries it's one of those um, one of those areas where you do want to be sure that if you are bringing someone in that it's a reputable person that really knows what they're talking about that isn't just going to say yeah no matter what you need my you need my services period the end, you know, make sure that you check reviews. Make sure that you really vet um, your mold remediation uh, company that you're that you're going to hire. Should you need to hire one, so let's go ahead and let's go ahead and rate this. Uh, let's go ahead and rate black mold on the panic scale. Now, th- this episode I've noticed has has had we've had a few laughs, but you know, I think that this has been maybe not on the serious side, but certainly on the um, pay attention side. <laughs> um, and, I, and I'm I'm interested to see where you guys rate this, uh where you rate the idea of having black mold in your living space. Why don't we start with you, Randall?
1: Well, when I thought, or when I heard about the topic, my thoughts immediately went back to King Tut's cave. And when he went in there, not him, but the guy who was Lord, Lord Car or whatever his name was. I don't remember his name, but it's mm-hmm. kind of like it that. Sounds right. When they went in there, they opened it up. And on the outside, it said, anyone who comes in here is going to die. Well, what they didn't know is that there was this, uh, mold that had been growing for thousands of years inside King Tut's cave, and as soon as they opened it, it just like blasted out, and everybody in the expedition died of mold exposure in their lungs. And so, wow. Part of me just wants to be like, "Oh my gosh," because it, you know it killed these explorers. But it's it's really uh, if if your mold's been growing for a thousand years, you deserve to die. Um, <laughs> <because> <laughs> <laughs> don't don't be around old mold. It's it's just a bad thing. Um, So on the panic scale, I'm I'm going to give this one. um, It's 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 more than having to just know about it. It's it's something where you should probably be on the lookout because you can get you can get eight UTIs in one year. So (laughs) that's um, right. You can get eight. I I I, I would get give this one a six point two. I think
0: would be appropriate. Yeah, very good. Thank you, Randall Tyler. What do you think, Blackboard?
2: Um, you know, I I think of my my. My personal experience, right? So I told you my, kind of my family's experience, second house that, uh, we were in that ended up with, with mold issues. It was in my office, um, and we didn't find it until after I'd been working in my office for quite some time, we found the source of it again, long story, not going to get into it, but, um, I ended up, uh, with some of my own issues, uh, ex- extreme fatigue, uh, mental fog, you know, some other things just to, to name a few of them, um. So for that reason, you know, I, I definitely will rate this one higher as well. Um, but in true fashion, I'm going to give it two ratings here. The, the first one is there is mold everywhere. Uh, get plenty of fresh air and, you know, your gender going to be okay. So don't freak out. But like you mentioned, Eli, be aware. So yeah. for, you know, do we need to all be like panicking that we need to burn our house down right now and rebuild it? No, we're, we're not there on the panic scale. It's going to be like a, you know, a two or a three just be aware. But if you've got it in your home, deal with it. Um, and so I'm going to put, you know, that probably up more where, where Randall's at six and a half, maybe a seven for me. Um, if you've got it, definitely, you know, get that, get it taken care of by a reputable company. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I guess I'm going to put my flamethrower down then Tyler, because I was getting ready to torch this place. Um, so, you know, uh, thanks for that, Tyler. I, um, as far as where I'm going to rate this thing, it, it, I almost wonder if having a personal experience with it empowers you. So I, I feel like if, if you have exper- have experience with black mold, even a small one or small scare, that you're, you're, you just know what to look for now. You kind of have been through the process and maybe you're just more empowered to, to deal with this. But I think if this is one of those situations where if you have never dealt with black mold, then you are almost more fearful because you are left wondering if that has been part of the problem in your in your in your health so from my st- and I feel like that's kind of where I am I have cleaned up mold. I don't know if it's been like black mold, Um, but, uh, you know, I've I've certainly cleaned up mold from my living spaces. But it's hard to tell if it was like the real bad kind. Not that there's like a good kind, but um, I'm going to I'm going to rate this a a six and a half as well. That's that's actually where I was thinking I'd rate it before Randall even rated it, Um, because to me, it's a legitimate concern doing this episode. I, I now I'm actually really considering having. A reputable mold remediation company come out and just check. Uh, that way I, I feel better because I have a feeling it's going to be hard to sleep at night until I get that remediation check done. Um, so I'm looking forward to that and whatever has to come after that. So six and a half from me. Guys, thank you so much for discussing this kind of, you know, a little bit uncomfortable topic today. And the listeners, you know, hopefully that they've, they've learned something. Maybe something's on their radar that hasn't been before. Maybe a few less jokes today, but you can count on more jokes moving forward in the next episode. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Appreciate that. We'll catch you next week for another exciting episode of Reason to Panic, which is the only podcast for the worried mind. We give you a new uncomfortable topic each week so that you are never without a reason to panic. See you next week.
2: Coming right back, right back. won't you away from me.